Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Jonah Fair, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. My hope and my prayer, whether this is your first episode or you've been following since the beginning, my hope and prayer is that no matter how you find this, that this will find you in a real and relevant way, whether you're listening to this in the morning, the afternoon, in the evening, whether you're listening to this with a heavy heart, or maybe you have so much joy in your heart right now you can barely contain it. My hope and prayer is that this is something that will be able to, uh, to meet you and to be able to walk alongside you today. And what we talk about is something that uh, you can also be able to share with others, that there's a hope here, that, uh, that here in this podcast, that you can see a color no matter whatever the chaos that this life or this day or this week or month may bring. So again, words can't say it enough. Just thank you so much for being a part of this conversation. And uh, I look forward to hearing uh, what, uh, what, what gets provoked inside of you uh, through today's episode. And so going into today, I wanted to kind of go off of um, a, a previous episode um, that we have done here at Color and Chaos. Um, it was two weeks ago, and it was the day after Valentine's Day. So if you've already heard that episode, then uh, this is going to kind of be a continuation off that. If not, maybe this is your first time uh, or your first time in a while of tuning into Color and Chaos. Uh, you're definitely welcome to go back and listen to um, that episode. I might be mistaken, but it was two weeks ago as of uh, right now recording this. And so um, I wanted to kind of go off of that and uh, continue off the passage that we were looking at um, during that week. And we were talking about the fact that sometimes during Valentine's Day, it's so easy to know the truth, but it's after all that truth kind of fades away the day after Valentine's Day that that, that really what, what we, uh, the, the truth of that we are loved really comes into play because it's the day after Valentine's Day when it's not, not all the hoopla that, that comes with Valentine's Day that we have to really live out the truth that, that, that we choose to believe or not, that we were so overwhelmed with at one point um, or another in, in, in that time. And so we were talking about that. And I've kind of been just kind of still parked here in Luke 24, um, verse 13, going on to um, 34. And, um, and, and, and an idea came to my mind as I was thinking about um, this passage. And there's a little bit more that I want to kind of dialogue about. Have you ever met somebody that just brings you absolute peace? Like, it's really even hard to put it into words. Have you ever met somebody that you're just, you're in the presence of? of, and you can't really put your finger on what it is about the person. You don't know if it's the way that they talk or the way that they carry themselves or the way that um, they interact or the way that they love. You can't really put your finger on it, but it's just something about the person that just brings you just peace. It's almost like this tranquility that just comes over and, and you just be able just to just rest and, and I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but I know in my life that, that I've, I've, I've experienced that um, many times, but there's one person in my life that, um, that comes to my mind that, that just always and never fails. It's like this person has a gift from God, just of just peace. And uh, it's my buddy, Walter. He's one of my good friends and mentors, and, and uh, by the grace of God, I've been able to walk alongside, and uh, Walter's been able to walk alongside me uh, for many years of my life, many different seasons of my life, even before moving up here to Michigan, and even here in Michigan now, um, I, we, we still get to talk over technology, and 
Um, and, and But there's this something about Walter, whether I'm in his presence or I'm on the phone with him or we're FaceTiming, uh, it, it never fails. Every time I'm with him, it's just like, it's just like everything just kind of fades away. It's just like all the pressures and tensions and anxieties and, and all the things that, that are kind of like heavy on my heart just kind of go strangely just dim. Have you ever met somebody like that? If you have, then I know you can relate. If not, then then uh, my hope and prayer is that maybe this can be um, something that just produces a peace within you um, that the Lord can use and speak through. But as I was just thinking about that, I, I, I was reading this passage, and 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 we've talked about it again a couple of weeks ago. But but it's still something that just it's something about these uh, some some of these verses here in this passage that I just still felt led um, that that the Lord wasn't done with talking about yet. And so um, specifically what I was thinking about as I was thinking about what to talk about this week, uh, Luke 24 verse 32 um, comes to my mind. And and again, you can go back and listen or watch that message um, to get more of a context, but I'll just give you a quick context here in case you don't have time to go back to that message. But this is right after Jesus was crucified on the cross. And you find two disciples, they're walking away from Jerusalem after three days of Jesus being dead, and they are just broken. They're just in the midst of complete collapse of all hope. Um, and they were just so overwhelmed, um, which is thinking about the fact um, that all that they had hope in, which was Jesus, it, it seemed to be just just wasted and and that uh, that there was truly nothing really there and that they placed hope in something that was unfulfilling. As they're uh, walking, Jesus um, uh, comes to them and um, they're talking with Jesus, but they don't know it was Jesus that they were talking to. And before you know it, you know, time flies by and they walk just like miles and around like seven or eight miles and they're just walking. But they, they're, they're kind of like what I shared with you with, with me and Walter, that every time I talk with Walter, I'm a, I'm a around Walter. It's just like time flies by. It's just like nothing, nothing else really in that moment just has precedence over um, just being there in the presence of Walter. And, and I can just right here in the passage, it looks like that's exactly what it was when Jesus was talking with these disciples. And so uh, in, in Luke 24, 32, it says this, they said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? And within the hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. And, and, and as I was looking at this passage and thinking about just that, that, that feeling of peace, I was looking into the, the Greek that was here in this, in this passage, specifically verse 32. And as it said, you know, didn't our hearts burn? What was, what was fascinating to me is that when it talked about burn, when I read this here in English, I, I think of something as they're kind of like reflecting back. You know, like, like almost like what I was doing at the beginning of this episode, I, I'm reflecting back on times that I've been able to talk with Walter or interact with Walter. And there's just this peace. Um, there's just this overwhelmingness of just everything else kind of fading away. Um, but really what it's saying, this verb is a continual, it's, it's a continual tense. So the tense of this verb was not something that was a momentary burn, but it was a burning. So it's almost like it's saying, Didn't our, aren't our hearts burning within us as he talked with us on the road? 
and and you see the results of this burning because right after they're talking about this burning and after they were in the presence of Jesus and, and their, their eyes were kind of open, like, oh my goodness, we were just talking with Jesus and we were just interacting with Jesus and, and they even asked him to spend the night. And, and after all this, that burning was still there to the point that they went back to the place that they, you know, hours and like a day before they were walking away from. So they they were leaving Jerusalem with this complete collapse of hope. But now they're walking back into Jerusalem. And and if you're saying, you know, Jonah, what are they doing? Why are they walking back to Jerusalem? You you see that in, in verse 33. It says, you know, they within the hour they were on their way back to Jerusalem. And there they found the 11 disciples that were gathered with them, the 11 disciples that were doing life with Christ as he was alive and before crucifixion and and they found the disciples and they said to the disciples, they said, look, the, the, the Lord has risen, that he's not dead, that he's alive, he's alive. They were so excited that fire was continually burning. In the midst of complete collapse of hope, Jesus overwhelmed them. It makes me think, you know, especially here at Color and Chaos, every week we're talking about this idea that, that in, the, in the midst of chaos in our life, that there is color, that we have a creator, savior, and sustainer that truly is, 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 is allowing us to go through things in order for us to find our hope in him, in order for us to find that life is so much better and sweeter when it's surrendered to the one who has given us life. So in the midst of chaos, it doesn't have the final word, just like in the midst of their complete collapse of hope. That, that once Jesus was around, all of it just faded away. Another thing that I think about as I was reading this passage is that, you know, at the very beginning of this passage, as they're walking and they're walking away from Jerusalem and just that co- complete collapse of hope as we're talking about, they almost were kind of just kind of like a, a smart aleck to, to Jesus when Jesus was asking them, you know, what are you talking about? And they, they, they looked at him and, and you see this in verse 18 in Luke 24, 18, they said this, then one of them replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem that hasn't heard about all the things that had happened there these last few days. And then Jesus says in verse 19, what things? The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they told him. So these people were so overwhelmed that they basically assumed that everybody else Everybody else, that they were just as consumed about this as they were. And, and sometimes when we're so overwhelmed with something, it seems like, you know, that, that like, how, how dare anybody else be able to, to have joy or f- find, find a, a reason to smile today because I'm so heavy in heart. And it made me think about this time in 2011. So in 2011, there's so much that happened in my life. If you followed Color and Chaos, then you know that I've done a series called Patchwork where I kind of go through my life story. And uh, part of my life story is uh, when my parents got divorced. And it was a very painful time. Um, And that was in 2011. And also 
during 2011. Not not only did I have all the heartbreak with the with the divorce from my family and and breakup within uh, me and a, and a girl that I was dating there um, in, in 2011, but but there was a time where I also just surrendered my life. I said, "Look, I am done," and that was the year that that my relationship with Jesus began. And I can relate with with these men walking away with that complete collapse of hope. And, and in a moment, it seems that, that all of a sudden, once I encountered Jesus through his word, I'm, I'm just overwhelmed with just, you know, this peace, kind of like I was sharing in the beginning with me and Walter. And in 2011, I remember this time, it was in August. So I gave my life to the Lord in June of 2011, and I felt him calling me into ministry in, in July. And so now we're in August. So still this summer, it's, I'm, I'm going into my senior year of high school. But I was with my family, and even though my parents have already, uh, you know, made it known that they were getting a divorce and, and everything going on with that, and they already had divorce court, and that was a painful process, and just a lot of pain going on within the family at that time. I remember um, that we were down in, um, in, in Charleston, South Carolina, so it was the coast, um, and we were down there as a family. And I remember um, just feeling so overwhelmed um, just about what was going on with the family and what was to come. And, and the way that I process things, um, especially if you've been following Color and Chaos, then you might already know this, but the way that I process things, I, I try to think of things as like a big picture that, that is not just where I'm at right here today, but, but it's also that, that where I'm at right now is on like a blimp of some, something so much bigger. My life is so much bigger than here and now. It's almost like this revelation of knowing that our, our lives don't just consist of the temporary. It doesn't just consist of what, what is maybe overwhelming us right now. And I remember I was there with my family. We were um, kind of wading in the water, and this is August. And, and I just remember having this surreal moment where my family, we were all wading in the water. And for a moment, everything was calm. Everything was peaceful. I remember looking around and seeing my little sister and, and seeing my, my, my two brothers, my two older brothers, and then my younger brother. He was, he was uh, young at that time. He was around, I think, six or eight. Um, and, and I just remember just looking around, seeing my mom and my dad and, and just having this, this, this moment of just saying, you know, like just almost like I was talking with the Lord. I was just like, Lord, you know, what's going to happen? What's going to happen when, you know, like, you know, everything's calm now, but, you know, this might be the very last time that we're all together. And if anything, it's a miracle that we're here now. And I remember that, that I, was, I was there at the ocean and we got out of the water and I just had this moment of, you know, it was right before school was about to start and there was so much just, just heaviness on my heart. I just had this brand new relationship with the Lord and, and the family. And I remember standing by the ocean and just thinking that everything was about to change in, in our life as a family, as my life, as a person, and everything was about to change. Yet at that moment, I remember the Lord just drawing near to me. And, and, and I mean drawing near in the sense of that there was just this peace and overwhelmingness of hope in the midst of all the chaos and the collapse of hope. There was this presence of hope. And I remember as I looked upon the waters, as, as the waves just gently just kind of billowed and, and just kind of, you know, went in and out and the, and the tide was just kind of going, going in the, in the motions that it was and the rhythms that it was going in. I remember just almost like this moment of surrender of just saying, you know what, Lord, you know, I, I'm choosing to focus on you. I'm choosing to focus on you, Lord. You are good and you know what you're doing. And it was almost like for that moment, the Lord was taking my attention 
attention off of the 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 brokenness and putting my attention on the fact of, well, Jonah, I, I want you to just watch me. Except for watching the destruction, I want you to watch me rebuild. That, that I'm going to do a new thing here. I'm going to do something with this brokenness. I'm going to do something with this chaos. And I remember that was the hope that I clung to. That was the hope that I clung to. And in this moment, we see in this passage that, that Jesus did the exact same thing to these two men. He, draw, he drew near to them in the, in the collapse all around them of all that hope that they had. They were so overwhelmed. They were walking out of Jerusalem just saying, you know what? There's nothing. There's nothing. We, we can't make sense out of this. But, but what was also interesting is that they were seeking truth. They were seeking it. They really were. Even when Jesus came to them and they were kind of like, you know, you know, puzzled that Jesus didn't know, you know, as they thought, they thought that Jesus didn't know what was going on. But, but even within there, they were still just talking and having a conversation with Jesus and allowing Jesus to tell them the truth. And, and we see in this passage that Jesus said, you know, hey, look, let's look at the Old Testament. Let's look at everything in the Bible that was, that was prophesied that, that, that this Messiah, this Christ that you talk about, that he would do. And, and let's see what the Old Testament says. And of course, he pointed their minds towards the idea of resurrection and the fact that, 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 that this Messiah would take away their sins, not just come and deliver them from the uncomfortability of the circumstances they were going through, but deliver them from the brokenness within, the collapse of hope. That was within them because on their own, they could not reconcile a relationship between them and their creator because of their sin, their brokenness, our sin, our brokenness. And so Jesus opens them up to truth. And as I was thinking about that, that, that pursuing truth and, and just thinking about that idea of peace and even in the midst of collapse of hope. I, I had a lyric come to my mind from a song um, by the band Lifehouse, and um, if you if you know this band and this song, you you more than likely know it was one of their uh, most famous songs, um, a, a very very popular song. But it was called "Hanging by the Moment," and I remember as I was uh, I'm a big music nerd, so I, I like looking at the artist and um, you know, reading and watching interviews with the artist to try to figure out where where their heart was as they um, shared some of the art that that I partake in and that I that I find so much, um, you know, um, hope and just, um, beauty in. And I remember watching this interview with the lead singer, um, from the band Lifehouse and, and he, he alone wrote this song, uh, hanging by the moment. And I want to read these, um, these two lyrics and, um, and kind of go with some applications from there as we, as we start to close with today. Um, but there's this line at the very beginning, the, the opening line of the song says this, I'm desperate for changing, starving for truth. I'm closer to where I started chasing after you. I'm desperate for changing, starving for truth. Desperate for changing, starving for truth. And remember in this interview, um, the, the lead singer, Jason Wade, he was saying um, that, that he literally wrote the song in five minutes, that it came so quick. And as I was thinking about that, he was, you know, as he was just sharing his heart of just that this was just a cry that was coming out of him, that he was just seeking the Lord and pursuing after the Lord in this moment. It, it honestly, it doesn't surprise me that it came in five minutes because when you're that desperate and you have that much collapse of hope, there's, there's a moment that all of us, no matter where you are, there's, there's something within us all that, that, that has a cry no matter what you believe, what you've been through, no matter what you're going through, there's within us all as humans, there seems to be this cry of desperation for something so much more. 
And, and it's in those moments where we say, you know what, I'm not going to find peace in my circumstance, but Lord, you are the one that can bring me peace when I seek you desperate for changing, starving for truth. These two men were starving and begging for truth. They were so overwhelmed with it that they went back to the exact same place that they went. They were running away from because of that collapse of hope. But now they had this fire within them that 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 would not let go. A, a, a continual fire, as we read, it wasn't just a momentary fire. When when you think about your relationship with your Creator, Savior, and Sustainer, maybe you might say, "Look, I don't have one. I don't have a relationship with a living God. I I don't. I I, I maybe know a lot about Jesus, but I I've never had that moment." moment um, of like, like what you shared, Jonah, you know, maybe you're thinking, you know, like I haven't had that moment, like, you, you know, what you talk about here in color chaos of just surrender of just that, you know, desperate for changing, just starving for truth and, and, and identifying the fact of th- that our creator, savior, and sustainer is so much bigger and so much more mighty than any of our comprehension, comprehension or logic of what's going on. And, and when we surrender control and we give our hearts to him, that we can start to become alive and, and we can be who he created us to be. Maybe you never had that moment. And if you haven't had that moment, I, I, I would invite you that in this moment to say, you know what, look, I'm, 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 I'm no longer going just to settle for those momentary just fires of peace, maybe a momentary peace that comes through pos- uh, possessions or positions or people or relationships, but, but, but say, no, I'm, I'm choosing a fire, a burning within my heart that is not momentary, but it's continual. And, and I want something that will never leave me, never leave me empty, that will always be with me, even those moments that I'm standing at the ocean and, and all chaos is, is in my life. But instead, I'm looking towards the fact that, no, you are the master builder and that you can make all things new. And, 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 and in that moment of us, when we surrender, we have an opportunity to have a continual fire. As these two men said in verse 32, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked that it isn't our hearts burning even now for us to just, just abandon everything and just say, Lord, I am yours. Today is that opportunity, or maybe you are a follower of Christ, and and you've you've had that heart that has burned in many times, and but but again, you're saying, you know what? I feel like that that fire that was burning is starting to be less of that continual burning, and but instead, it's starting to die out. The cares of this world and the the anxieties that are heavy on my heart and the collapses of hope in my life right now is kind of just dwindling that flame. If that's you, I would say that today is also the moment that that you can say, no, I'm going to take time. I'm deliberately going to set apart time to recalibrate my heart with you. I'm going to take a moment to just recalibrate my thoughts to, to the fact that you are not, you're not breaking me down because you, you're not with me, but you're allowing a brokenness because you are going to show me the beauty in the situation as you rebuild something so much better than anything that was there previously. That today could be that moment where we take our attention off of the brokenness, but into the rest, the, 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 the one that can restore and our deliverer.
And if maybe you're also maybe listening or watching this and you're saying, you know, I, that, that fan is, is just growing and growing and growing, I would, I would challenge and encourage you to do what these men did and not just allow that flame to just burn. And, and, and as you're growing in, in the sweetness of the intimacy of, of your relationship between you, your creator, savior, and sustainer, but instead you would go out into the brokenness, go back to the places where maybe you have ran away from at different seasons of your, of your life, or maybe people people that you have forgotten or people that you went away from because because they were they were a burden to you but 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 but, but why don't we if you have that continual fire going on within you for the things of the Lord then, then I want to encourage you to maybe go back and to share the good news and to restore that which is broken and be the hands and feet and the mouth of our resurrected savior that that restores all things to go into the uncomfortable places to to go in with this fire saying, no, I don't care what happens. I don't care the uncomfortability. I don't care the brokenness, but I'm just going to just bask in the peace of being in the presence of, of a life surrendered to Christ. When I'm talking with Walter, I just am at peace. Everything else goes strangely dim. How much more should we have a peace with the spirit of God that's within us as we surrender to Jesus? You are so loved no matter where you're at in that process. We have a creator that will draw near to you and that is drawing near to you even now as we speak. We have a creator that doesn't shy away from our questions or hurts or confusions, but instead he leads us in truth. When everything is collapsed, He's just waiting for the opportunity to rebuild. Will we allow him to rebuild what's collapsed, the hope that's collapsed within us today? You are so loved and you were created with such a far greater purpose than anything this world can offer. And I want to pray for you today. I want to encourage you and, and just give you the, the, the um, just, I, I just want to release you into today to be all that God's created you to be. No matter what you have done, no matter how you have fallen and how you have messed up and you have neglected the gifts that God has given you. Today is an opportunity, right now in this moment is an opportunity of restoration. We have a God that loves to restore all things. Why? Because our victory is found in the resurrected savior, not in what we can do. May we pray together. May we encourage one another today. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you so much that you are the fire that burns and renews our hearts and our hope. God, thank you so much that in such a broken, broken, broken world, that there's still peace here. There's still peace. But Lord, may our source of peace not be found in a person, not be found in a, in a, in a sunset, may it not be found in a, a, a possession, but instead be found in you that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, will we allow you to draw near us today? May we surrender what is on our hearts, just knowing when we cast all of our cares upon you, that it fades away like like the waves of the ocean. May, may all of the things that are weighing on us 
just fade away, fade away, fade away, fade away, as we focus upon you that does not. Jesus, please use us. We are yours. And we surrender everything to you today. And we ask you for the boldness and the courage and the perspective to be able to to look towards you, to surround ourselves with an abundance of truth that you alone provide. And we thank you for everything that you're going to do within us today, tomorrow, and, and for all the time to come of this life that you've given us. We need you, Jesus. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Again, I want to encourage you that if this was something that spoke to you and was was an encouragement to you today, please share it with others that we are in this together and no man or no woman is an island. We are, we are called to do community. We were created for community. We were created for a relationship. And thank you so much for being a part of this conversation. I look forward to um, being able to, to, to conversate with you next week. And also feel free to reach out to me if there's anything that, uh, that you would like to talk about or anything that kind of was provoked within you through this conversation. Thank you so much for everything that you are doing. And, and uh, I just look forward to hearing what the Lord is going to do in you coming these days. God bless you. You have a great day. See ya.